0: People don't realize that it's not complaining to us, it's letting us know what's going wrong and that we can fix it, we can make it better, and if we can, we're going to.
1: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. Actually, this is our first episode of the new year. Happy 2023, everyone. Even though it's a new year, I'm still your same host, Anastasia, and I'm still so excited to be with you on this rad ride. To kick off this year right, we're covering one of the fundamentals of the Littleton Food Co-op, customer service. Our customer service is one of the things we hear comments on the most and we take immense pride in. But what does customer service actually mean? And not to toot our own horn, but why are we so dang good at it? I don't know if that's actually an answerable question, but I brought in one of the few people who might be able to tell us. Caitlin is the assistant front-end manager of the Littleton Food Co-op, and you might not realize it, but she plays a big hand in making your experience at the co-op what it is. I also can't help but be a little biased in my opinion of her. She is my work wife after all. Biased or not, I think this is a super interesting behind the scenes look and a major co op component that I'm excited for you to experience. So, without further ado, let's chat with Caitlin. Now, I'm so excited because I have, we haven't even done this yet, but like I already said you're my favorite guest because you're like one of my favorite people at the co-op in general. So like I know this is going to be good. In order to talk about something that I think is so vital to the co-op and to who we think we are and who we are, who we think we are, I don't know. uh, We're going to talk about customer service a lot today. And so, I brought on my mentor, my work wife, my bestie, my everything, uh, front-end assistant manager, Caitlin Aldrich Holmes. Caitlin, thank you for coming to the mobile podcast studio today.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Anastasia. I'm so glad to talk with you about customer service. I know,
1: like we don't do this every day. You know? Every day. <laughs> yeah. So, before we get into it, to kind of, like, establish you, what does it actually mean to say you're assistant front-end manager? Like, what what are some things that maybe our customers and our listeners would notice or recognize that you are responsible for?
0: So, one of the things as a front-end assistant manager, I assist our manager, (laughs) you know. Um, and I try to help keep things running smoothly on the front end. So kind of like the background stuff that no one really gets to see the scheduling, the training and yeah, just being there to help out where it's needed. So if a cashier's out, I'm going to probably fill in for a cashier. Mm -hmm. We need someone to open or close and I'll probably fill in or be finding the person to fill in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I should have established before, for anyone who maybe doesn't realize or or calls it by a different name, when we say front-end, we mean, like, the registers and the customer service desk and,
0: yeah. Yeah, I've noticed at other stores it's kind of split. Usually it's, like, registers and cashiering separate from the customer service departments. Ours is definitely combined all into one.
1: Yeah. What you're saying, it sounds like, is that it's, you're controlling... Maybe kind of the quality of service through how many people are there and training them and, like, hiring them, so, like, also through that way, too. Yes. Yeah,
0: that yeah. makes sense.
1: So then, were you a customer or a member at the co-op before you were an employee?
0: I actually didn't become a member until about a year, year and a half into working at the co-op. actually, honestly, didn't know much about co-ops prior to working here, and I didn't have a lot of experience in retail either, so... Everything was new, and once I got my groove, I decided to become a member and a owner of the co-op.
1: Okay, so you said you didn't have much retail experience before this, but I think we can assume that you've been shopping at other stores, oh, yeah. whether Absolutely. they're grocery stores, co-ops, or not. Was there ever something about the service you got there that really stood out to you that was like, that made... The trip worth it or that just left you feeling really good like what what to you before switching sides was a good experience
0: I think the biggest thing with customer service that I found was building the rapport with customers mm-hmm. I mean, we all go to the same stores over and over again so we end up knowing the cashiers I think building that friendship over time is what makes the experience better it's like you get to know the other person you get to ask how their weekend was or they went on a trip, so you get to ask about the trip. So just building that friendship rapport kind of thing with a customer makes the experience all that much better.
1: Yeah, like it was a personal yeah. experience. Because yeah. it's something that I think if you take it outside of context or it's not something you're thinking about, like how we kind of think about it all the time, it's like, why would I be friends like with my cashier? But then maybe after you hear this and you go somewhere, whether it's the co-op or not, You'll think, oh, it, it does make a
0: difference, and right. yeah. because this is our job every day. So we see you every day. You might not see us every day mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, we like to know people, and we like to have that exciting conversation. And, yeah.
1: yeah, and
0: I yeah. think it does reflect back.
1: I think that's how most of my relationships are, anyways. <laughs> when I'm like I know everything about you. Right. You don't know who I am. Exactly. Um, maybe 2023 will change that but anyways I digress um so then what was it like shifting from one side of the register to the other so to speak like is there something that you as a customer or maybe we as a customer as a whole in general could know from being on the other side now I think just
0: one thing I was always nervous as a cashier doing something wrong and Like, we're going to make mistakes. We're all human. And so, you know, having that patience with your cashier, as much as their cashiers having patience for the situation, I think makes all the difference, too, when you're ready to leave and like, okay, everything was covered, everything was taken care of, then it was a good experience, or at least we hope that's the case. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. And something I've thought a lot about recently, especially just getting through the holidays, is kindness goes such a long way and that's on both sides but like to be honest like maybe I shouldn't say this like in front of my assistant manager but like just even subconsciously like if you as a customer are nice to me I'm just gonna go faster Yeah. like it's it's like a subtle motivator and I'm it's that's not saying like if I think you're rude or something I'm gonna try to be outright mean or make some like mistake purposefully, but it's just a subconscious thing that if you show kindness and we get that rapport like I'm gonna feel better and therefore I'm gonna do better and the experience is gonna be better right. so
0: and that sets the tone for the rest of the day for both sides right for the customer and for the cashier definitely
1: so. definitely yeah. so then now that you're in this role of overseeing customer service and you've been going at it for how long have you been in this role
0: so I became assistant manager about a year and a half ago. Okay.
1: Have you developed any sort of customer service philosophy if you will or something you like to impart and set the tone for the front end here at the
0: co-op? Yeah, I you know, this is a question I got asked in in my interview and I always found it very hard to answer because it's hard to put into words. Mm. But I my thing has always been When like training a cashier or anything to like go that extra mile or to make sure you find an answer. Even if you don't know the answer, like you find someone who will never leave a customer hanging with like a doubt or anything. So just taking the time to help and move forward. One, you're going to learn where something is or about an object or whatever. And going forward, you're just going to be better. So I think it helps the customer be happy and satisfied and then the cashier is going to now know like where something is or so on so
1: yeah again both sides both sides yeah. both sides of the register helped yeah. so a comment we get so often from our members and customers and just people in the community is that we have the friendliest employees in the north country not to brag or anything but you know so what do you think sets our customer service apart from the rest do you think it's like within or do you think it comes from the people we hire like in other words are we just hiring really nice people or is it something about the co-op that makes those people nice once they get here
0: I think it's a healthy mix of both I think when we go into hiring we are looking for someone that kind of connects to us and our department Our department, we can start off with the shyest person in the world, and within a couple months, they're nonstop chatterboxes.
1: Like, we've gone too far.
0: (laughs) We made it a little too comfortable. But I think doing that in an interview, we found once they get into the co-op and, like, work with other people, they grow and they become better, which then becomes a friendly environment. And it's just nice to watch, like, all the people on the front end when one's struggling or trying to find an answer for something someone will drop whatever they're doing and help them find that answer it's always a good feeling you see them smiling or laughing or joking around and just great when I mean, we get spoken to by customers about oh you guys are having too much of a good time because we're <laughs> always laughing
1: <laughs> yep yep definitely it's just so interesting that it's like you like you said you, someone can go from Such a transformation in such a short amount of time with these people that they had no connection to beforehand. I think a lot of the people that we end up working with didn't know anyone here or only knew them as their cashier and didn't have any connection to them besides their transactions. And then all of a sudden, I think you're right, like we really welcome everyone. We try to welcome in everyone immediately and by like a couple weeks in I'm always saying like I feel like you've worked here forever like that's kind oh, of the vibe yeah. that always ends up happening like I can't tell who's worked here for five years and who has worked here for a month
0: oh I struggle with that as well and <laughs> sometimes I go oh you've been here for like two years and they're like I just started six <laughs>
1: months ago <laughs> today's my first day like, what are you talking about
0: <laughs> so then is there
1: a key quality or qualities that make a good front-end employee and what are you looking for specifically when hiring
0: for front-end? I think someone who's willing to learn not necessarily eager to learn but willing to learn I don't expect anyone to know everything about a co-op walking in so if you're willing to learn about that and all the moving parts because co-ops are drastically different from a regular grocery store then it's going to be successful and like so that's something I look for the willingness to learn, the friendliness in the sense of, like, you know that they can come out of that shell and, like, build that customer service persona, I guess.
1: I like how you said moving parts, too, because I think, I mean, in any job, it's important to be able to adapt to change and all of that, and not that we're changing all the time, but, you know, things come up, even if it's a new produce vegetable (laughs) that they invented or whatnot, and... Being able to accept that or accept a new employee
0: and roll with the punches. And. Right. And I think we tend to forget that the front end has to know all the departments. They have to know what's in produce or what's going on in deli or the meat department. And they have to know what things are in what aisle. And so if they're willing to learn all those things, it's going to be successful. Or if they're interested in learning something, yeah. even if it's a specific department, then it's going to make all the difference.
1: Even though, you know, I like to think that I do and, and have done that. To anyone else, that sounds kind of overwhelming. Like, what are, what are some things that you've done or we've done to make it easier to learn those things?
0: Well, one of the things we've done in probably the last five months or so was a produce check-in. So the cashiers would have to take a trip down to produce once a week kind of look around to see what's on sale what's new what's coming in what's been out of stock and then they also get to learn the layout because produce does change over time with the layout it's just the nature of things and to so them going down once a week they've been able to learn the department and learn what's in there and I think it's helped drastically definitely um, yeah. and learning all these fruits and vegetables they've never heard of like teaching a new cashier what a kohlrabi is is probably one of the most satisfying (laughs) things
1: (laughs) and also like learning what's in season and yeah like you said what's out of stock so it that helps also those conversations with customers to build that rapport and get back to that good service because something I love doing is if there's a product that I'm not super familiar with or it just looks intriguing to me. I love being like, "Oh, what are you going to use this for? Like, how do you cook it? Like, what do you serve it with?" Right. And I mean, people love I mean, certain people <laughs> if if it's a key ingredient, they will tell you all about it. And then it actually like gives me ideas for right. that elusive question of what's for dinner tonight. So, again, works on both sides <laughs> of the of the register.
0: Yeah, one of my first experiences as a cashier, we were talking about plantains with a customer, and I found out they made a banana bread version with plantains. Oh. And it it was so intriguing, because I'm like, I didn't know you could do that with plantains. So, yeah, definitely. Just learning the dynamics and the other options, I guess. It's also
1: so dangerous, though, because you see all these things coming through. And I'm like, this is how I build my list for the week. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm going to buy that and that and that. <laughs> and are any of those things going to connect? No, but I saw them and they looked
0: good. So. Episode of Chopped. <laughs> yep,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. So something you mentioned before was the idea of going the extra mile. And I think that is something that throughout the whole co-op is really, is really encouraged for any employee to do. So what Can you give the concrete examples of what that might look like that you've maybe seen cashiers do over your time here?
0: Yeah, I've seen cashiers get asked a question at the register and they'll shut their light off. And whether it's looking for a product or something that would help use another product or something, they would take them directly to that aisle. And I think walking with someone and showing them where something is is so much more effective than just telling them it's down aisle four
1: you know on your right hand
0: side like and same thing goes for if we don't carry a product like finding the person that can help them find out if we can carry that product these are extra steps that aren't necessarily their job I guess but (laughs) they're gonna do it because they want to see that customer leave with an answer and I think that's probably the biggest one we've seen and you'll see employees from every department walking down every aisle with a customer, showing them where something is, even if it's outside their department. And I think that's definitely a huge part in that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a a very big one and a common one. And, And yeah, you're right, every department does it because there'll be times during the day when I look up and I'm like, why is someone from the meat department over here? And they're pointing out maybe a good wine to pair with the... Product that the customer just bought or they're showing them where a sauce is for this recipe that they're making so it's definitely a pretty common thing and a a popular thing that we're taught to do and we like to think that people do it so
0: and I think employees do it for other employees once you see another employee struggling to find something like three or four other employees are going to be right there going let me see if I can find it," and there'll be like eight of us running around the store trying to find a product yeah
1: That we don't end up having.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) I feel like another big part of our customer service offering is our return policy. Can you tell us a little about it and why it's so important?
0: The return policy is more of like a don't ask too many questions. You don't want anyone feeling like the reason why they want to return it is bad And you want them to feel comfortable coming back and buying something else and trying something else or if it's a bad product that you know we're gonna replace it we're gonna do whatever we can to make it right for you within reason so like we do what's called a code green and every department will do this so it's not just at the service desk but if something's wrong or it's been repeatedly done wrong we'll do what we can to make it right and even go beyond just a simple return like in the past someone's had a bad experience in another department and we've given gift cards to help bring them back and you know make them feel good about shopping with us again and that we are going to take care of it code green also teaches the other departments like what's going on and what can they do better and i think it's super super important to get that feedback from customers people don't realize that it's not complaining to us it's yeah. letting us know what's going wrong and that we can fix it, we can make it better, and if we can, we're going to. Like, So I think the Code Green is just a nice vessel that carries on that customer service.
1: Definitely, and I think it's, like you said, someone might see it as complaining when it's like, no, you're just helping us make your experience and everyone else's experience better. Like, if you return something because it tasted funny or something i've had this happen before where someone returned something and then we go check the shelves and there's eight more things like it right and we pull all those so you just saved eight more people from having that same experience you did and then you're making all of us and the co-op as a whole so much better because you took your time and we appreciate that you take the time to give us the feedback
0: yeah because I think we understand and we know that not everybody's gonna return something they didn't like or that was bad and they might not say anything because they're afraid to but like here it's like don't be afraid to tell us because we're only gonna try to be better so yeah I mean that's the worst outcome of the whole thing
1: right right (laughs) The worst outcome is you have to talk to one of us. Right. like <laughs> that's Can't get worse than that. <laughs> Switching a little bit in ideas, sustainability is something we take really seriously at the co-op, and it's present throughout the store, but I think it really shows itself in the front end. So can you tell us some of the sustainability initiatives that we have up front, and kind of like why do we do these things?
0: So we... I can't remember the year exactly. I think it was 2018. I think so. In June, we decided to get rid of all of our plastic bags. So those great hippo bags that had the red strip at the bottom, we got rid of those, reduced our plastic, and we did start charging for paper bags. But the point behind charging for paper bags is just a motivation to bring your own or to use a box. We don't make any money off of the bags. In fact, we still lose money. So the $0.10, well, it, it does seem a little tedious it's more motivation to you continue to bring your own bags and we sell so many reusable bags now probably more than we ever have before Mm. we also started to do compostable wares um, so like silverware well cutlery and that's to reduce the plastic waste that we were having previously with cutlery and so we do charge 25 cents for the woodenware and, again, we don't make any money off of that. It's more motivation to use reusable wares and to bring your own. And, I mean, I carry a set of reusable bamboo wear with me. And I think I'm seeing it more that people are as well. But
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, like, I think that goes to show that as a co-op, we're not doing these things to, like, suck you out of every last penny. It's, like, we are actually doing it to be better from the environment because as a co-op that's what we strive to do if we were another more traditional organization it might just be that we want to add an extra 10 cents into our pockets but this isn't like greenwashing this is actually caring and right. you, this is how we can make a difference we feel
0: right i've noticed other co-ops doing similar things so in other grocery stores even like in Vermont they're charging for paper bags so yeah it, we're going to see it more i think and it it's a good move
1: yeah so the co-op started back in 2009 and here we are over a decade later with an expansion and we've all seen tourism take a huge uptick in the north country so all of this i'm trying to say the store has gotten a lot busier Just naturally, there are more people. We've increased membership to over 8,000. So there are more people coming to visit the co op, hopefully enjoying it and being in this area. So, from the front end perspective, do you have any tips if the store is super busy or a customer is in a bit more of a rush to improve? your checkout experience and like make it maybe quicker or smoother or to kind of combat the busier lines or something oh this is a hard one
0: i think one patience is going to be the biggest helper another thing is if you have your own bags make sure those are out Knowing your member number or even having your last name ready to be spit out will help the cashier immediately put your number in, and the sooner we get that in, the more we can move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, just being aware of what's going on in front of you, like, the next Mm. customer's finishing up, then you know you're going to be next, and just being ready for that next move in the process. We don't have a ton of room on the front end, as most can see, like, when the lines build up, they're in... Other aisles. So just knowing, like, to move forward as time goes on, and helping your cashier by just being friendly and patient, they're gonna be less likely to make mistakes, and they're gonna be more apt to get your stuff bagged efficiently. And Mm -hmm. so just little, little tiny details are gonna make all the difference because they're gonna add up.
1: Definitely, definitely. And I think it's a good point that you mentioned there about member numbers and cards and stuff you never need to know your member number no. like it's it's cool that you can recite it yeah. but last name works just as well yeah. and it can come down to those that detail of if you're spending two minutes guessing numbers mm-hmm. <laughs> or or looking for it right. like that's just gonna slow everyone down in the end so not that we don't love to entertain an occasional guessing game but at the end of the day like last name works
0: just fine right and it's it's absolutely fine if you don't know your member number yeah there's
1: we're not like judging you we're not like oh okay so you're not like a real (laughs) co-op member like
0: And we're in the five digits, so that's a lot of digits to remember. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) totally understand.
1: And you have—I always say—you have a lot of other things to remember. Yeah. The I think the mistake. This is this is a lesson in like giving us your last name. I have had people tell me their PIN number before, (laughs) or like other like valuable information. That obviously I'm not going to do anything with, but it's like yeah, or remember. But it's like, we could have avoided this. Yeah. And then also don't say it if you yeah. do it. People right. will be like, 8124. Oh, wait, no, that's my social security <laughs> number. And I'm um, like, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just like the four first letters of your last name. Like, yeah. that will suffice. <laughs> yeah.
1: But on the other hand, if your last name is like Smith...
0: Mm. We, we got to get a first name, too. First name. And sometimes we're going to have to ask you what town you're from. Mm. Mm. You get two John Smiths. We're going to ask you yeah. which one you are.
1: Yeah. True. Yeah. So know where you live. Yeah. Like, that'd be yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Wrapping up here, getting a little touchy feely. Do you have a favorite part about working in the co-op or working in the front end specifically?
0: I've always loved customer service just for the fact that I like building rapport. And so it's my favorite thing to look forward to when I see a customer that I know their name and I know their family and I get to talk to them and see how they're doing and kind of joke around with them. It's one of those things that just makes the day better and seeing them smile because you remembered their name and like it's even better when they remember my name because sometimes they get that wrong as well.
1: (laughs) If you think you've seen me... There's like probably a 40% chance you actually saw Caitlyn. Yeah. And we, vice
0: versa. We get mixed up pretty frequently. Yeah. But but she is my backup. So,
1: so yeah, it's it's not the worst. Like yeah. as as we both say like there are, it's it's not the worst thing to yeah. be called. Yeah. And it's not the furthest thing from the truth. sometimes so. I don't correct them. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Same. <laughs> So, last question of the day, which, you know, I think I saved the best for last and I saved the one on everyone's minds. We've been wondering since the dawn of time. Caitlin, please tell us why are there so many questions on
0: the pin pad? Oh, goodness. <laughs> if I only knew. <laughs> but no, it's, I feel like there's one more every year. <laughs> The longer we go on, it's, it's going to be asking yeah. your favorite vacation spot next. <laughs> yeah. Ooh.
1: We'll have to think of the pre-selected answers right. for that one. Yes.
0: Unless you want it to be a type your own. Pre-selected. Pre-selected. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably a, easier. A graph going.
1: <laughs> but in
0: short, we have no control over that. We we have absolutely no control over Just that. answer
1: the questions, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just say yes, no, move on. You'll, yep. We'll be good. You'll yep. be happy, we'll be happy.
1: <laughs> It'll take just as long to ask about them as it would to answer it. Absolutely. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's my final take on that. And <laughs> we'll no longer entertain any more questions no. about it. But Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on today. I think even as an employee of the front I feel like I learned a lot more about kind of the secrets and the and the philosophy behind it. So thank you for sharing and thank you for working to make all of our experiences at the co-op that much better. Oh, (laughs) stop.
0: Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. I really hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned a new thing or two. Customer service is a phrase we hear all the time but never really break it down, which is why I'm really glad we got to do that today. Mega thanks to Caitlin for sharing her time with me in this episode. And I guess for just putting up with me in general, honestly. (laughs) Love you. And mega thanks to all of you for listening. I love you too. If you liked this episode, you can find plenty more like it wherever you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, etc. We're planning an exciting lineup for 2023, so make sure you've also subscribed to the show to be first in the know. And if you have an idea of what you want to see, we would love to hear it. Your likes, comments, and idea submissions let us know what topics you're enjoying and want to hear more of. We truly do listen. Okay, I think that's all I have to say. I'm a little rusty. I haven't done this since last year. <laughs> yes, I am that person that makes that joke every year. Um, oh, one last thing. Until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and be rad. Sir, so, did you
0: carry arugula? <laughs> arugula. <laughs> arugula? arugula. Alright, I okay. This game. We'll get that
1: on the podcast. Hey, you still there? It's time for the credits. This episode of That's Rad has been a production of the Littleton Food Co op. Anastasia Marr is the host, writer, director, and editor. Jesse Smith is the graphic designer. Annie Stewart is the executive producer. All are welcome in the Littleton Food Co-op, Littleton, New Hampshire's only community-owned grocery store. No membership is required to shop. Learn more by visiting us on social media or going to littletoncoop.com. Or just come see us for yourself right off exit 41. Next time you need some locally produced foods, fair prices to fit your budget, and the best service in the North Country, remember the Littleton Food Co-op is your place to be. Okay, that's all.